Welcome to the CT Startup Podcast, your inside perspective to the startup ecosystem in the great state of Connecticut. I am Dave Menard from Earth Carolina. Today I have with me... Eric Francis from Fresh Farm Aquaponics. Michael Kaufman, Movi Interactive. And we have two wonderful guests today. We have Ellen Ornato and Jenny, never Jennifer, Drescher. <laughs> Ellen, Jenny, why don't you tell us a little bit about your business? All right. Well, Jenny and I are the founders of um, Connect and Improv. And we started the business formally. We got our LLC on January 4th of this year. But we've been operating together for... A year. A year, yeah. We had our first public workshop on April 18th of 2015. And we've been rolling forward ever since. Excellent. And what's the goal of the business? Well, I would say that the the goal is to get people to be real in business. Because one of the things that we both experienced in our careers, either as entrepreneurs or in the corporate world, is the level of fakery and veneer that people walk around with most of the time. They feel like they have to be something that they're not. They can't really be themselves in business. And it tends to be a pretty humorless environment. So when we started the company, we actually started by doing, uh, we had this brainchild of let's teach speakers how to use improv to be more real on stage. That's so, fantastic. And it evolved into, wow, we really help people be themselves in business. And so when people are more themselves in business, they connect better like humans instead of robots. Mm -hmm. So (laughs) when you're more yourself in business, you connect better. Mm -hmm. So our goal is really about helping people to connect better to who they actually are as people, to connect to other people in networking situations. And when they're speaking, to connect better to an audience and all the different places where we need a lot more connection in life and business. I find it a little bit ironic that you said, you know, it's more to be real. When we did about five intros to this podcast, they were all going to be deleted, and the listeners are all going to hear the best one. <laughs> well, how about we cue them up right, right now, now. No. and play? <laughs> yeah, that's not going to happen. And it's kind of funny because it's like you talk about being real, but it's like a lot for a lot of entrepreneurs, it's like the whole the whole idea of like fake it till you make it, and it's yep. like you're it's like you almost have to be kind of like a bullshit artist, right? Like kind of you're coming in there and you're just making it happen. You're, you're being a lot more confident than you maybe are inside. Yeah. Yep. Um, and so it is kind of interesting to uh, to that idea of being more real when that's a genuine genuine connection that when two people that are trying to work on business have a genuine connection, it tends to be better than if there's one of those words like, I don't know if I really believe everything that he's saying. Well, <laughs> absolutely. And one of the things that just what you focused on just now is that's part of the reason that we're going to be on campus later this morning yep. at CCSU working with students teaching them how to be real and still be heard, Yeah. right? Because I think that there's not enough out there in the world to take students from graduating from college into the world of work. And in the absence of that transition, they arrive in the world of work thinking they're supposed to be a certain way and modeling their behaviors uh, against the manager who's next up from them, who may have those skills or not, right? So there's really nothing saying... Here's how you can be yourself and still be appropriate in a business environment, yep. or maybe a little inappropriate, not in a bad way, but you know, <laughs> be creative and be yourself yep. and bring yourself forward. That's a really tremendous message. I, I say that as a lawyer who works in a law firm. And you know, it's interesting. I, I, one of the things I like, I really like about the area in which I practice is that I work with with uh, startups and, and entrepreneurs and and frankly it allows me to be very much myself yeah right I, I'm not 
I, I, but I fully understand what you're talking about because there's a difference between my day-to-day work with an entrepreneur versus, say, when I'm working with a large business on a merger, mm-hmm. right? It's it's immediately shift into sort of a different personality. Yes. The, the, the moment you start talking, I'm, you know, I'm talking with the vice president or the CEO of a, of an eighty million dollar company that's about to be sold. You know, so I want to be as serious and as nonsensical and as lawyer-like as possible mm-hmm. for that. Uh, whereas when I'm dealing with uh, an entrepreneur at Reset, you know, it's a little bit more free to be just be myself. Uh, and, and the tone of the conversation is much different. It's much more relaxed. Mm-hmm. It's, it's much more natural. Um, and so I, I, I can fully see that. And frankly, I, you know, just the way I am and I have the luxury of being in the practice niche I, I'm in. But I'd, I'd love for people in law firms to be more genuine. Yes. Uh, it would be, uh, you know, it just makes it easier for everybody to communicate. Well, one of the things that we noticed is that people become entrepreneurs often because they're frustrated with their corporate world and their corporate life. So they come bouncing out of corporate and say, I'm supposed to go to a networking event to build my business. And they show up as these really formal people who like memorized a 30-second pitch because somebody told them that's what they're supposed to do. And so they meet you and they shove who they, what they are at you and it's really off-putting, mm-hmm. you know. I, I don't. We're, what we work on is helping people ramp down that what, and surface the who, and bring the who to the networking event. Because I don't care what you do. If I don't like you, we're not doing business together. <laughs> yeah, you, you nailed it. Networking Fair events. Enough. I mean, that's why they give you beer, just so you can deal with this onslaught of yeah. pitches. And by the end, you're just like, all right, where's the hard liquor? Because this has been a brutal, so, terrible experience. So, so, so we're this drug-addled society that is... That it is all comes down to networking facilit- Facilitating experiences through through alcohol and drugs in order to get yeah. business done. Yeah. Okay. I mean, the That's heroin epidemic is, is rooted in terrible networking events. We are solving <laughs> the American drug issue right now, right here. Right here, right now. So where do you begin? How do you train someone to be themselves, which should be something that's incredibly simple and easy, but I have a feeling it's not that easy. Well, so here's a co- there are a couple things that happen. One is that we, we, as Ellen said, we come out of school and we've got these notions about how we're supposed to show up. So we start in our classes and workshops by actually teaching people to notice what am I doing that I think I quote unquote should be doing. Mm-hmm. So just to actually raise awareness of What am I doing that doesn't feel like me? What are the actual behaviors of that? Because it's really easy. You see a lot of memes around that say, oh, well, be authentic, be yourself, be real. (laughs) What does that mean in practical application is is kind of the question I'm hearing you ask. And so in practical application, what that means is check in about your own behavior. Observe what you're actually doing. Mm -hmm. And, And then when you see yourself doing that and you realize, oh, gee, I don't speak up in such and such a situation, or I don't say what I want to say or do what I want to do or express myself fully in XYZ situations. And as a result, I don't get the right connection. I don't actually connect genuinely with another person. So we help people through improvisation exercises to actually be fully seen and heard as who they are. So we help them to try on dropping that veneer and, and seeing what happens and taking that risk of actually being fully seen yeah. as who you really are mm-hmm. and, and when we, they in are, a safe space. And when they are, we applaud wildly, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. when they make a mistake, we applaud wildly because <laughs> yeah. it doesn't matter yeah. in the context of that room, in that class, to try new things on, to risk making mistakes in front of a group of people you don't know, it doesn't matter. 
right? We're trying to get people to, to raise their skill level on networking and public speaking in low-stakes environments so that when they get up at a pitch night at reset, they've got it, right? They're not worried about stumbling over their tongue or saying too many ahs or whatever that is because they know they've got their content. We always tell people, you bring your content, we're going to give you the context and the skills so that you can deliver your content with ease and confidence. So what are some of these what are some of these practices where you you exercise improv? You know, like I mean, can you kind of run us through some of them? Mm. Hmm. Well, so, uh, well, I guess I can almost. Uh, yeah, Eric, kind of, you were yeah, in the session. So, so yeah, so um, so myself, Spencer, and Kieran actually went to one of your. Was it the first one at Reset you did? Yeah, right? and that the, didn't stand out. Yeah, and um, so that was interesting. So that, get me if I'm wrong, is that that was more or less not necessarily entrepreneurs, just people in the business world, just trying yes. to understand, like trying to be able to talk better in front of people. That mm-hmm. was kind yeah. of like the goal of that. Yep. yep. And so I mean, one of the exercises I remember it was uh, there were just two two uh, chairs in the middle of the room. And you just get up there and you have a conversation with somebody, right? And it's just like literally having a conversation in front of other people. But you're having the conversation with that individual. I mean, I literally can remember the entire conversation because it was about dogs and cats and the fact that this woman was a cat person. And I basically said that cats are terrifying. Um, (laughs) You know, like my my girlfriend has uh, two St. Bernard's, one of them being 220 pounds. And if there was a 220-pound cat in the room, I'd be scared shitless. Like, that would be sure. very scary. <laughs> so, so, and, but it was, it was interesting because we literally just had a conversation. We were having fun, and it didn't matter about anybody else. So it was, again, I don't know. It was an exercise that was just literally just having a conversation in front of people. So in, in learning these skills, though, I assume there's a limit on personal disclosure. Yeah. Right. There's, there's still, still slight business context. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I I don't know. I'm just asking. Like, your cats is pretty personal. Yeah. <laughs> the questions we ask get to who they are as people, uh, and get them to drop their guard. So when they're talking about dogs and cats, it's unlike being in a networking environment yeah. where it's like, "What do you do? Oh, what do you do? And this is what I do, and this is how I do it better." Yeah. It's do you like dogs or cats? And you immediately watch them start to interact with each other on a human level. You see their natural humor come up in that conversation. You hear the other people in the room laughing at what they're saying and leaning in. And why is that? You know, the best improv that you see on Whose Line Is It Anyway or the folks at CT Improv is when they're just being themselves because life is funny enough, mm-hmm. right? And when we show up in these networking events or we show up on stage all stiff and formal, people don't relate to us. Mm-hmm. So the question is, how can we continue to be professional and relatable? And those are, that's the skill gap that we fill. We fill in with um, awareness of status and how you walk into the room, everything from posture to how you breathe to where you hold your chin to how you talk and the kind of voice you project. Um, it's interesting because I, I think one of the problems that, that we also have, just uh, being the entrepreneur community generally and, and people in general, is the issue of being starstruck. Mm-hmm. So it's not uncommon to go to a networking event and meet someone who is the CEO of a famous company or an extremely wealthy individual. It's not like celebrity starstruck, but it's people, you know, people in the community and all of a sudden you meet, uh, you know, you, you run across Elon Musk and, you know, how do I connect to this person who I... It's our who, own you know, version of starstruck. Exa- yeah. Exa- it's, it, it, yeah, it's, it's nerdstruck. Yeah, yeah. We've all been nerdstruck. That's all right. We're all Elon. Sort of, we're sort of nerdy anyway. Yeah. We're sort of nerdy. <laughs> We're sort of nerdy. Anyway. For me, that would be Seth Godin. Oh, that's, that's right. <laughs> yeah. You know, you still, if you show up as the uh, person, 
they're just going to not connect with you right. anyway. Yeah. Or if you go for the hard pitch, it's yeah. once again oh, like... Oh, yeah, don't do that. You yeah. got cats or dogs, you know? Cats it's, or dogs, right. And if somebody's pitching you and you go, wow, nice tie. Right. They go, huh? Well, I just wanted to talk to you as a human. Right. Because and then I it's a natural not, conversation, and if it's natural and you do yeah. like each other, then you could basically tiptoe into what you do and really who you are and what you're working on. Or set a time to meet after that yeah. networking event to get to know each other yep. better and then follow up with an email and do all the other good business things you're supposed to do. But God, don't vomit on people at networking events. Mm-hmm. There's no need to show up and throw up in a networking event. Yeah, I've done that a few times. We all, all have. All the people. <laughs> you know, and that's the thing. We all have. Jenny, have you ever done that? I have done that. I, when I was first in business, I did it all the time because somebody taught me that that's what you're supposed to do. So that's how it ends up happening because nobody really teaches that one little space in the middle that says, start with who. Mm-hmm. That's our whole That's our whole approach to everything we do is we start with who, not what. Because if you look at the landscape, say you have, say everybody in this room right now, <clears throat> excuse me, was a realtor. If we all had the exact same title, we would still have... Five, six different businesses, wouldn't we? Because we're each individuals. So, and especially, I mean, if you look at, again, to reference Godin, if you you read his work, he talks about the connection economy, right? So there are a million titles that are all the same, but what makes us distinctive as human beings is who we are. Because if we're all selling the same exact house on the same exact block, we're going to connect only with the customers who are the right customers for us. So that's part of, like, shimmying down your brand to being who you really are, because... We're not trying to please everybody. We're trying to connect with the people who are our individual customers. Each Every person in this room wants to do that. Right. So if we start with who, that's where that it can come from. You know, when I uh, when I talk to new clients, one of the things I always tell them, uh, you know, I, it comes from an entrepreneur focus, but I, but I always say, you know, one of the most important things to me is fit. Mm-hmm. Like, if, if I'm not... If, if a client can't talk to me or any other service provider or an accountant or whatever, then if they have a hesitation about calling because it's not the right personality, then I'm not the right lawyer for you. And that accountant's not the right accountant for you. And frankly, if, if it's somebody investing money in your company, it's not the right investor for you. Mm-hmm. Like the people you work with, who you share a lot of your efforts with and, and who have to give you advice, they have to be people you can trust, that you can mm-hmm. relate to. And, you know, and... <clears throat> I know my personality is not the right personality for everybody. And so I know there's a limited scope of people that I'm going to be able to interact with, engage with. But with those people, we're going to have very good relationships. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's it's interesting because I never... I honestly never thought about it from from your perspective, but I but I see that part of it has already influenced how I you know how how I interact with with potential clients and with the clients that I have. Well, a big part of it is our our background and orientation. So before we came together as Connect and, Jenny has a coaching company called Bridge to Choice. I have a training and facilitation company called The Next Piece. We've been working in the world of developing humans in different ways for a lot of years, right? So we're always looking at what are the, in my world, what stops people from communicating effectively in the workplace? What causes conflict? How does personality play into that? All of that feeds the work that we're building. From Jenny's side, when she's working, well, why don't you talk about what you do with your private clients? I don't But it informs the way that we created this, which is entirely different than we think anything on the market right now in terms of how we approach this. It is. I, I agree. I think it is completely different. What we have is is unique, and that's part of what excites us about it. Because uh, the if you look at, I mean, improv is hot right now. So if you look anywhere on the interwebs, you'll see 
improv for business, and there are a lot of different ways that people deliver it. Um, part of our magic is that we do improv for. So we take improvisation not from the point of view of a theater company, which mm-hmm. we love theater companies, and we have bunches of friends in them, but uh, we're really, we are very narrow in our focus as far as the speaking and the networking piece is concerned and the business piece. So it's, it, we bring a fresh approach that's subtly different from our theatrical friends. And then we turn to our theatrical friends when we need help with other things. Mm-hmm. So. so how does someone get in the right mindset? Entering a networking event, how, how, do you, how do you sort of get yourself in the right mindset to approach this the correct way? Yeah. <laughs> We're trying to get away from the drugs, Mike. <laughs> well, you know, there, there's some strategy to, first of all, choosing the right networking events. Mm-hmm. So there are a lot of just general groups out there. You, you show up, it's like, the, you, and you walk out and you go, I don't really know why I was there. I talked to, I talked to 20 people, but I could have spent that time doing something else. Yeah, and who is this person? And you look at that stack of business cards when you leave and you have no idea who anyone was. Right. So, I mean, part of what we've done over time, and I'd suggest for anyone who's looking at using networking as a business building strategy, is to find the place where when you show up, you're either going to find people who are likely complementary services to yours Mm -hmm. or people who do just what you do so that you can get best practices and that kind of feeding each other and looking for synergies in businesses. You know, going to very general networking events is great for practicing how to show up. Um, once again, low stakes environments. Yeah. You know, uh, we've tended to find a real sweet spot with some of the women's networking groups in the greater Hartford and New Haven areas, um, working with entrepreneurs and also with senior executives in this whole realm of how do I show up being who I am and still with power and confidence. Another best practice that I'm fond of is go where you know you're going to be your best self. And go when you're going to be your best self. Right. So if I look at if you, one of the things that always makes us laugh in our partnership is that I'm the night owl and Ellen is the early morning person. So if there's a seven o'clock event that somebody wants us to facilitate at a at a networking group, she's on point. <laughs> Pick me because you don't want to see me at seven. It's ugly and, <laughs> and 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 we don't go there. But but if if somebody needs us to be on at seven, I'm your lady. So it's it's very different. So my my point to to you would be to <clears throat> tune into when are you your best? Yeah, and follow that. You know, one of the shoulds of the business world is you have to go out at such and such an hour and you have to behave a certain way. I say the heck with that. Part of being you, you ask the question, how do you start being you, is listen to yourself. When am I my best? Where am I my best? Am I my best when I show up at 7 o'clock at night at a, at a pub? Or am I my best at 7 o'clock in the morning with coffee? You know, and who am I around and what am I doing? So networking it goes far beyond the scope of, quote, networking events. I mean, if you're an avid walker, find a group that you want to walk with mm-hmm. and, that, and do the things you love. Mm-hmm. The best networking and relationship building in business occurs by doing the things that you love because right. then you're showing up fully as your awesome self so, and you're shining. So, Mike, uh, networking event, dive bar, 1 a.m.? Uh, preferably, yeah. Oh, that, that your no, best self? <laughs> no, without a doubt. Uh, I had some of my best meetings at... At a pub. Awesome. <laughs> Without yeah. a doubt. You Us know, too. Yeah. yeah I absolutely. mean, don't get me wrong. I'm fine with a morning meeting. But like, for example, I was just in New York for this uh, this this digital health networking event. And uh, they had water and chocolate chip cookies. And this is at 11 a.m. And it's like, first off, this is just not natural from the very start. 
right when I walk in. Hi, my name's John. Uh, this is what my startup is. Uh, what do you do? And it's like, oh, Jesus. Can, uh, I, can I ferment coffee. these? <laughs> can, I, can I ferment these cookies in the water? It's something alcoholic to get me through this. Um, so yeah, without a doubt, I think you know this is definitely a major issue at, at, at not even just like you're saying not even just networking events just across the board and, you know people need to get down to who they are and that's when we're going to have really productive conversations and uh, we can go from there it's actually a relief isn't it when you when you find someone that you can just talk to <sighs> Without yeah. a doubt. like like you go to the event you're tense yeah. and then you then you, you finally connect with someone and you and like i think both of you just all of a sudden relax there's an exhalation it's almost of like just, the, 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 the people who are being natural huddle together and then the robots kind of <laughs> just yes. <laughs> and you're looking at him. You're like, oh yeah, yep. he's pitching again. And they're trying, they're trying yeah. to hand you their card. Oh, yeah. Like while you're in the middle of a conversation with someone yeah. else, they're reaching in and going, "Can I just give you my card? Because <laughs> I'm going to contact yeah. you, but I want you to have are, my." Are card. you on Twitter? You're are like, you on Twitter? Can I follow you? Go you? away. Go away. They should give you fly swatters or Nerf guns or something that you should be able to, like, at a networking event that you should be able to like swat someone or shoot them with a Nerf gun and be like, "Nah, just just get lost." Oh my God, we may incorporate that idea into our Before that, is there anything I could patent before this? <laughs> 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 no, but they're improv Nerf guns, so it's just more like, where's the trigger? Yeah. Right? you got to make it sound like a Nerf. Yeah. You know, and uh, our networking session is a three-hour session where we have people go through what do you hate at networking events? And what would you like to see other people do more? And then the next question is, what do you do at networking events that you like? And what do you need to do more? And like some things show up consistently on every single time, every sheet. Things like, I notice myself going for my cell phone to check out during the event. That's, so, that's actually a big yeah. one. That's Bingo. Like, right? I mean, we all do it. Yeah. I mean, don't yep. do it. <laughs> so don't do it and you'll be different. Yeah. If you are fully present in the room and you're not on your cell phone, you're different automatically. If you stay in a conversation and really make eye contact and fully listen to somebody, they're going to love you because it's such a unique way of being. So the question is, how do we get more people into these rooms to have these conversations so that we have agreements on how we're going to behave with each other? Yeah, and it's always kind of interesting, like, starting a conversation because, I, like, I always take it from, like, my father, right? Like, I, we always learn stuff from our parents and everything. And one of the things that, like, go on a vacation, anywhere we would go... My, my, my mother kind of is like my father for this. He always gets in a long conversation with somebody, right? Mm -hmm. And we end up, it's like, uh, what is it, Six Degrees to Kevin Bacon? You're yeah. always know, you always know, you yeah. somehow know somebody, right? And it, it always starts off with just like, where are you from? Yeah. I mean, that, I mean that's kind of like my go-to line in any of the situations. Like, where are you from? If it's in Connecticut, I mean, you can probably find somebody that you know in that town or a connection to that town or something, and you just let it go from there. And it's one of those things where, um, I mean, just like my father, I've met numerous people. <laughs> Mm -hmm. Numerous people that know somebody that I know, and you, you know, you chuckle about it. You're just like, "Oh my god, like this really is a small world." Yeah, absolutely. So, That's and, a great best practice too. Yeah. To start with, where are you from? Because it's not a what question. What yeah, do and you I mean, do? And people. Yeah. I mean, some people are like, "Like, what do you mean? Where am I from?" You know, it's just like, "No, like, where do you live?" Like, what is your blood type? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, here we go. I like you. I think I like you. Oh yeah, I know that place. I was in the bushes out there last night. Yeah, that was me. So having a go-to question like yeah. that, Eric, you know, that's a great idea. Uh, just a comfortable, easy question that you know you can ask. I've gone to networking events and said to somebody. 
I really hate being here right now. And the other person went, oh, I do too. This is oh, yeah. awful. <laughs> and then we bond over how right. awful it, it is. It's yeah. instantly, and, did we just become best friends? That's right, right? <laughs> so. You know, or muttering under your breath, did they serve alcohol at 11 o'clock? And right. notice who notices. Only, not, only right? water and cookies. <laughs> only water and cookies. So we're Incredible. not suggesting you drink at 11 o'clock in the morning, but more that and you it, find it, ways to just be you. It was a digital health like networking event, too. So you'd think maybe they'd have, like, uh, I don't know, kind bars or something like that. But Fruit, no. bucha, or something. No. No. Sugar, Cookies sugar and water from Flint, Michigan. Ooh. 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 <laughs> <Low> blow? <laughs> wow. Whoa, whoa, guys. Yeah. Jeez, dude. We still I like you. Sensitive. <laughs> 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 Uh, I can't. I can't. I can't even like. It was so meshed in there. I can't even de delete it, it out. Was it was, it was yeah, <laughs> it was You're always making insensitive comments. Why is it insensitive? Why is it insensitive? I mean, it's terrible what's happening there, and that's why it was a good opportunity to say this was not a health-oriented networking event. There you go. <laughs> and, and in improv, we would just not malicious. Yes, not malicious. Right. Come on, stop being softies. We're entrepreneurs. Right. <laughs> Not for the faint of heart, no matter how. This podcast is now rated R. Uh, <laughs> Actually, yeah. we do we do have an explicit rating. Yeah, so we can so we can say bad words. Yeah. Okay. Oh God, I, I, it, was right it intentional? Now. I Don't think. Don't give us permission to say bad words. I was gonna say. I was gonna say. <laughs> be yourself. So, somebody, somebody swore on the first part podcast, and after that, we were labeled uh, explicit. explicit. So. There you go. <laughs> Perfect. So have you have you noticed? Um, I guess you said the women's groups have been uh, kind of a, a good network, but do you notice that it's more women need this, more men, more younger entrepreneurs, older entrepreneurs? I mean, is it a certain type of person? Because there's definitely some people that just are good. You know what I'm saying? Like they are themselves. They can kind of go into a, to a room. I mean, so the people are, that are coming into your programs, are they really just really can't talk to people? I mean, is it like... It's very mixed, actually. It we um, some of the people that we've attracted, interestingly enough, are uh, are writers. We attract a lot of writers because they are great on the page. They're great behind the computer, but getting their message out and being able to express themselves in interactions or from the stage, it, it, they feel like they have to be a different person. Or mm -hmm. so we actually work with them at getting their 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 real life voice, not just their writer's voice, because a writer's voice is very internal. Mm -hmm. So teaching them how to take that voice out of their fingers on the keypad to actually being in front of people is uh, one of one of the areas we've seen tremendous traction in our programs is and we we keep attracting a lot more writers for right. that reason which Are I they, find really interesting. The natural introverts basically? Yeah, I think that, that has a lot to do with it. There's a lot more of a natural introversion and also I think what we've seen and Ellen I don't know if you want to chime in on this but they think that they have to have a different voice. Yes. Because they feel that. like they have a different voice already mm -hmm. in the world as writers. And I mean, if, if you've done any writing, that can sometimes be the case. When we don't necessarily hmm. always speak the same way that we Yeah, write. so they get like stuck into this different gear that's not them, and it's hard yeah. to transition. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Really and they feel like they're always looking for yeah. just the right words. So they have a really strong <laughs> internal editor. Right. right. We all right. have that editor. I mean, it's just a natural part of how we think. But if you're a writer... And that's what you spend many hours of your yeah. life doing. That editor is super strong. So we work with them at getting past that internal editor to just open your mouth and say the words. Mm -hmm. And an example of how we do that, we had a, a session recently where we worked for an hour on spontaneity. And we pushed the people in that room in a very gentle way. They're all corporate. They all do a lot of 
public speaking through another organization that um, exists within corporations that trains people to speak. Um, <laughs> and good workaround right there. There you go. And and so they're they're very um, prescribed. Yeah. And we were trying to break them out of it by having them do exercises where you had to be right there. You had to say what was the first thing on your mind, and they would be like, eh, eh, because they're still inside thinking about the right thing to say when we've told them there's no right thing to say. You can't say anything wrong. If you go, bah, 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 that's fine. That's a fine answer to this question. And still, even in a very safe room, we're pushing them to just get more spontaneous, be more in the moment, stop editing so much, trust your voice, go with the flow. You know, you, the worst thing that'll happen is, if do you, have you ever watched bad improv? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and then you forget it the next minute. So, like, why do any of us think that every single thing we say is so flippant important that we have I, to edit I, all You should time? market to law firms. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> if, if, you, you want to talk about people with, a, with, a, with an internal filter who yeah. have yeah. no spontaneity whatsoever. <laughs> Um, we what? actually have a friend in New York who does improv for lawyers. That's specifically his niche because he's a he's a oh, lawyer. Oh, you better get that number. And he, works, yeah. he works with trial lawyers to get them to be better at thinking on their feet and responding to inquiries. And you know, when somebody's testifying, to have that next question and get out of their head and start really listening to the person who's speaking. Because mm -hmm. that's one of the the skills we really hone in on is how do I take listening to the next level by really waiting until the person's done talking before I reply. Because as soon as we get in our head and we start thinking about how we're going to reply or how we're going to respond, we've stopped listening. Mm. We start listening to ourselves. And we're there to listen to the other person. So that's why I said if you're in an event and you're fully present and really listening till someone stops talking, it is a very noticeable thing. But I think what you two are doing is it goes so much deeper than just like the business opportunity. It goes down to like training people to be themselves and be the person that they are which yes. so you're yep. you know this can be applicable to in a courtroom but it's also at the pub yeah you know, be able to, to to totally be immersed in listening and in, in conversing with someone what does yes. that say about us as a society well, just it says saying, you're a terrible terrible person I, no, me I, on the other hand no, 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 I'm I, totally fine. No, I mean and I and I I actually really appreciate what you're doing I think it's fantastic it just but 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 using the phrase training people to be themselves yeah, well. it's 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 almost scary because we we really have the I, I don't know I mean a lot of different issues there all the distractions in society and all the well, noise I, I, I think we could have you know an entire season of podcasting yep. around you know why we're why we have to even have that conversation uh, but yeah it's we it's are definitely be launching a podcast by the way Oh, fantastic! Specifically oh. to talk about those kinds of things. As you, as you yeah. said, and, to, and actually, on that kind of thing is that going back to you, Dave, is that when we had when I did the first uh, consultation with you at at, uh, at reset when you did your office hours. I mean, yeah. we talked mostly about podcasts. Yeah, yeah. And we're doing a podcast now. <laughs> same with us, actually. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so that was the same thing with when when uh, Mike and I met. We, I mean, we met for coffee and uh, we talked about podcasts mm -hmm. almost the entire yeah, the time. Entire time, man. And yeah. so. Um, so again, it is one of those things where um, it, you know, just being yourself and, and opening up. Right. Um, it, it, what we were talking about wasn't just podcasts; is what interests us, yeah. right? So, and, and what interests us was the medium of different types of podcasts and yeah. who we listen to. And you know, you told me about a couple. I went to yeah. check them out. I followed up and was like, "Wow!" And that was that was an awesome podcast. Thanks. And we got to know each other in a different way rather than here's my business card. Tell me what you mm -hmm. do. Yeah. And I'm sitting there like, okay, how can I how can I sell them on this or how can we you know. 
Yeah. Well, and part of what you're hitting on that, in, inside of that, what I hear is you're hitting a natural curiosity. Mm -hmm. Humans are incredibly curious creatures, but we don't often have permission in working environments to be curious. Yes. Because the industrial age taught us how yep. to be machines. Hmm. It was just, it was sort of how things worked out yeah. for us during the 20th century. Now we're all emerging out of that and reforming our economy and the way that we interact and the way that we do business. So we're giving ourselves permission to follow that natural curiosity, which is exactly what's, that's what I hear in what you just said, is you just followed your curiosity. You followed what was really there for you. Yeah, and giving him some good podcasts to listen to really boosted my credibility. Like, yeah. This guy knows his stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He is legit. Well, the other thing that, I, that occurred to me as you were talking about that is the younger uh, millennials, if you will, sometimes overexpress, right? So it's very interesting that we tend to find our sweet spot with people who are like 35 to 65 because they've come through this corporate culture that's very regimented in terms of how you're supposed to behave and we're teaching them how to sort of crack it open and be more of who they are and with the students we're teaching them to be who they are and how to behave in a business environment and to meld those right so that I just read this article this morning there was a young woman who used medium to complain about how awful it was to work at I think it was Yelp yeah it was in Yelp San Francisco, yeah, yeah. right so she and she wrote an open letter on medium to the Yelp CEO. To the and Yelp then, then CEO. Fired, right? And she got fired wow. because you can't just say anything you want. You have to have yeah. some sense of who you are relative to the other people, and you can still be confident, and you can figure out ways yeah. to express yourself. So there's part of it where it's like, how do we create openness and boundaries at the same time? Mm -hmm. <laughs> sure. Know? Yeah. So that's the work that we're, we're looking at with Central and with other student people in that area. It's like everything, you're putting every, too much stuff on social media. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like you're putting way too much stuff out. Yeah, <laughs> and it was actually funny because I remember that that girl is that there's a couple of like bloggers, like even a couple of women bloggers that like followed her on Instagram, followed her on Twitter, you know, on Twitter and everything, and they were like, "Listen, like you just put in this letter that you didn't have enough money to eat, and you have pictures of like the meals that you're making, and yes. they're bomb meals. Like, yeah. <laughs> right. like it's like those are expensive meals to make. Yeah. You know so, that's filet, right? Yeah. You know how much filet costs. You can't get rice and all right? <laughs> and so, but. Well, great. So if people want to reach out to you, where do they go? Uh, Connectandimprov.com. Got any uh, seminars or any workshops coming up? Uh, April 18th, we have our standout workshop um, that may or may not be actually at Reset. We, yeah, we're, we're trying have, to We're trying that. to nail that down, but that's our April 18th, and that's in the evening. That's a three-and-a-half-hour. It's our signature speaking skills workshop that gives people a... A starter kit for how to be your real self in business. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Fantastic. The good news with our growth is that we're doing fewer and fewer public workshops because we're we're getting more and more long-term contracts with mm -hmm. companies yes. yeah. and with organizations that want us to work with them. And we're hoping to grow the college business, and we have another one on the other end of the spectrum. Um, so it, it's just really interesting to see how this unique combination of improv and business skills is a niche that. Yeah. We're filling. So, so you're you're looking more for maybe the corporate contracts or the business contracts to train their employees, kind of thing. Is that where the business? Yeah, I would I would say that's the direction we want to go. We yeah. like working with large nonprofits, and we also are we are interested in things like. I mean, it's funny you, you joke about working with law firms, but we we really want to help people who are in environments where it's hard to be because they can't be themselves. I, I actually really wasn't joking. You really should. <laughs> <laughs> so we're 
not either. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because no, no, we'll be talking after this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, but some places are easier to be in. You know, like if you look at the Google, for example, in, they, they work really hard and they already have a mission that's about trying to make people more comfortable. But there are a lot of more old school companies that are trying to figure that out. Right. And so we're great at helping them to figure that out. They want to humanize their businesses and, and loosen people up because they get that that's a, a key access to innovation, mm-hmm. right? You get people to be looser, guess what you loosen up in their brains, their creativity, their ideas, their solution-oriented thinking, their teamwork, mm-hmm. all of those things. So we, we love the idea of working with uh, companies that are trying to, be, trying to get more into the now and maybe they just don't know how. Yeah. Right. That was a good rhyme. <laughs> More in the right. now, they just don't know how. Call us! We start do, with who? It's a good 1 800 jingle right there. Do you have a name for your uh, potential podcast? Yeah. Uh, what is that? I think we decided on uh, Your Improvalicious Life. Very nice. nice. Well, we'll definitely give you guys a shout out on here when you launch and everything like that. Thank you, and we hope that you'll come and join us. Oh, we'd love to, absolutely, without a doubt. So, so for those listening, make sure to check. You know, continually check uh, iTunes and their website and. Uh, whatever other apps we'll be using, Stitcher, so on, to uh, as soon as that podcast is up. We're also on Twitter at Connect and Impro, um, and on Facebook we have a community page as well. So we're out there. Those limited Twitter Twitter handles are killer, aren't they? Uh, yeah, they are. There's no v. <laughs> <There's> no <laughs> <laughs> right? As you, if you get as far as connect and impro, you're you're good. Yeah, yeah. It'll pop up for you. <laughs> and uh, we'll have all that in the uh, in the show notes as well. So thank well, you, Ellen Ornato and. Jenny, just like Fran Drescher. <laughs> I, I just thank you very much for coming on. We appreciate it. Thanks thank for you. having us. Thanks thank for you. Having us. You've just listened to the CT Startup Podcast. You can find us on iTunes or check out our webpage at ctstartup.com where you can find all our social media links. And please, please leave us your feedback. Special thanks to our production team, Kate Rupart, Dylan Gilliatt, and Kevin Dobis, as well as our equipment and marketing sponsor, Martha Kalina, LLP.